Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast. I'm Joe Dombrowski. I'm Gaspar Andazzo. Where are you going to be, guy? I am going to be next weekend with you. We are going to be in Rhode Island together. We're going to be doing shows, having an eating contest, maybe filming some podcast episodes with saltine crackers in our mouth. <laughs> um, and then know. I will be in New Jersey on November 4th at Bananas Comedy Club. But most days, Monday through Friday from 8 to 3, you can find me in a classroom. <laughs> in a classroom near you. Near you, actually. Actually, Probably. our show isn't next weekend it's this weekend it's this friday and saturday in providence oh, yes. rhode island so, so get ready for it News when flash, i say everyone. next weekend i was just i was just <laughs> speaking in weekends you can catch me this weekend at providence rhode island with gasper and jimmy cash we're gonna have one hell of a time come on out you can catch me at in milwaukee next thursday friday i'm at the vic in chicago big big show can't wait for that after that i'm coming back to new york i'm going to be in rochester do you want to do the rochester shows with me or are you busy i keep forgetting what you said what's the date uh the 20th 21st and 22nd i think i have one on the 20th but if you can oh. only come for the weekend ones that's fine We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, we'll talk. Rochester, New York, then big, big, big shows right after that. Atlanta, New Orleans, Portland, Boston. Literally tickets are almost gone. Filming my special taping, most likely in LA. Take uh, information coming out for that. Stay tuned. Then Charlotte, North Carolina, India, Samber, followed by Appleton, Wisconsin, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky. Go and get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. Gasper. <laughs> Get him. Okay, you guys, here's how this, this is how this works with Gasper and I, right? We sit down, we turn on the record, and then we chat for probably about 20 minutes before we actually press record because we just love to talk. So a lot of that's the gossip stuff that you can't all hear about. It's the gossip stuff that we, yeah, we don't need you to know. But today it started and Gasper has this look on his face like something happened, like something happened. And he started sort of telling me about it. I was like, ah, ah, ah save it, save it for the pod. So he saved it for the pod and whatever it is, we're going to talk about it now. So I had to do a professional development. Now, people trust me to get professional development. Not sure why, because I don't have not professional developed myself. I'm still a fetus. And so it was on Zoom, whatever, which is fine. I won't even get into the whole professional development. But what happened was I went to do it. They put me on. I'm waiting. I'm in the lobby. I get in the room. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, share your screen. I go to share my screen. Oh, no. It says, no, no, no. It's not the bed. It says you don't have access. You have to do something in your preferences. So I do it. What are you on, it, Zoom? I'm on Google Meets oh, or whatever. Mm. And yeah, I don't, I never used it before. And I Google meet, speaking of Google meet, you would think I used it when I taught virtually, but my computer was broken. So no, I'm just kidding. I would teach every day on zoom. My daughter, I used to told you, my daughter used to ride on the Roomba across the screen. <laughs> the kids loved it. And so it was so funny. They watched her grow up and they'd be like, Mr. Andazzo, like Lucy's on the Roomba. And you just hear, <laughs> And she'd be crying. This is um, the clip, I think. That's the truth. So anyway, so I'm on the Zoom and they're like, share your screen. So I click some button in my preferences. My computer crashed completely. It said it was resetting. My mouse pad stopped working. Everything started moving on its own. So I said, I go, whoa, did you guys give me a virus? So, to the ladies who were running the PD, they're like, we don't know what's happening. I'm like... Yo, and they listen to the podcast, so they're probably listening right now. <laughs> oh, God, um, oh, God. So no, it wasn't their fault, but everything crashed on my whole computer. My whole PD, everything I was supposed to give crashed. So I run upstairs. I go to get my wife's computer. She's trying to put the kids to bed. So my son's like, Dad, Dad, you're coming back up to put us to bed. I'm like, no, because now I'm freaking out because I feel bad because we're right, supposed to right. start. So I'm like, no, baby, no. So I run back downstairs. I'm plugging in this freaking headset with the microphone. Nothing's working. Finally, it go, I get back in. So they're like, oh, hey, welcome back. Like, all right, you want to just start your PD? And I don't have, have a PD anything ready because to go, I'm right? on my wife's computer. I just straight talk. Not that it's hard for me to do, but I just straight talk for an hour about a lot of things. Not sure what, but 
I gave a PD. I will say I gave a PD about using humor in the classroom. At one point, I was up on the chair. My pants were off. I was showing them Abe Lincoln. I, I was talking about, I have this piece of wood. Did I ever tell you about this? No. All right. So for the so I tell the kids on the first day of school that I used to date Miley Cyrus. Oh have, yeah, you did tell me this, but I don't think you've told the fans yet. Yeah, so I I don't have any like admiration towards Miley Cyrus. I don't even know anything about her. I just one day had Photoshop and I photoshopped a picture of me and her like 10 years ago. Then I transferred it onto a piece of wood. I went to Home Depot, I bought a piece of wood, I modge podged or whatever, hodgepodged. Mod podge, hodge podge, yeah, mod podge. I podged, and when I podged, I put the picture of me and Miley Cyrus together on at the on the red carpet, and I put it on a piece of wood, and there we are. Now she's much bigger than me, and I'm in a jacket, and the kids always point that out, and I'm like, oh, I took her out for a big dinner, and then this picture is me flexing on her, so the kids are like, why is she in a dress and you're in a jacket, and I don't answer them. Cause I don't care. And then I tell them, I go, if we weren't together, why would I have this? Why would I have a piece of wood with me and her faces on it? And why would it say, dear Mr. Andazzo, I miss you. Love Miley. So the kids are always like, they have a lot of questions and I don't answer any of them. So like, they're like, why did she call you Mr. Andazzo? Why are you in a jacket and she's in a dress? And I say, guys, is it on a piece of wood or not? And they're like, I guess. And I'm like, so it's real. You have and, the most twisted sense of humor. But they love it. They, well, they don't, I don't care if they love it or not. They're just so weirded out and confused. Also, I'm co-teaching this year with like my best friend. And we just constantly tell the kids like crazy stuff. <laughs> and so like, I'll be like, oh, that was a picture from our wedding day. And they're like, wait, you guys are married? And they're like, yesterday you said you were brother and sister. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I got to follow my follow my own stories here. But I just love messing with the kids. It's so fun. Oh, it's, it's the, the reason best. I became a teacher. Yeah, truly, me too. I one time had to go to the hospital and I told the kids I came back. Did I, did I ever tell you I have the rarest sleeping disorder in the world? Did I ever talk to you about this? No. I no, Okay, this is, this is not a bit. I have the rarest sleeping disorder in the world. It's called Klein's-Levin syndrome, also known as sleeping beauty syndrome. And you every kiss to be woken and, up. <laughs> no, but every once is that Snow White? Oh, I don't know. I never saw Disney. Sleeping movies. Beauty. I don't know. I'm pretty sure all those queens like pass out and then they have to be like sexually aroused. Anyway, <laughs> you f I fall you any uh, like multiple times in my life. It used to happen more often. It used to happen like once a month and then every six months. And now I go like three or four years without it happening. I will literally, and this isn't an exaggeration, literally fall asleep from anywhere to from five to 30 days in a row. Wait, what do you mean though? How, how long are you falling? Everyone falls asleep. No, I mean? won't wake up. I'll only wake up like, just like you would wake up. Like some, you know how sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night to like pee or like you get a could snack sleep or something. for five straight days. 32 was my longest. Yes. Yeah. Wait, what? What yeah. happens with life? It's done. It's the hardest shit in the world. I had to, I've had to like explain it to universities. I've had to like get FMLA to like my bosses and shit. And I had to come up with like emergency plans if it ever happened, which it Wait did. Wait a sec. D this is, can't be real. This is, is 100% real. Is it curable? Not curable. There are some treatments that aren't like all very like, they like could work. But when was the last time you went into a slumber? Last October, a year ago, knock on wood. And yep. how long was it? I think that was just about a week. Maybe it was either just over or just under a week. I had just gotten over COVID. So there's like different triggers, right? Ev most people's triggers are vastly different, but there's a few that are kind of the same. Drinking used to set me off like crazy. Doesn't really anymore, but like being overly stressed will do it. Sometimes the changing of the seasons will do it. It usually happens to me in fall and like sometimes air pressure will do it. And like going from extreme climates right away will do it. So last 
year, I had a really crazy tour schedule and I was going from like hot city to cold city for hot city to cold city. I was so friggin' stressed and it was the changing of the seasons. And I was just like, boom, out, went into it. It was crazy. But now, like, did Morgan think you were dead? No, Morgan knows about it. Like I talked about it probably on like our first week of dating. I was like, yo, if I ever just like ghost for a month, I'm like, it's not because I don't like you. Yeah. But wait, yeah. wait, so can he wake you up? Yeah, you can wait. It's just like sleeping. So like you can wake me up, but I'm like groggy and irritated and like just overly tired and will just like fall back asleep. But like I can like wake myself up and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's and then like, wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, wow. We need like a code word in case you're ever in that. You got to like let My me know. My mom will just tell you. She'd okay. probably just call you and be like, yo, he can't record this week. Or Morgan would. There's been like weird shit when it happens to. And the worst part about it is the only way to get through it, like to get it to go away is to succumb to it. So if you try to like, oh, I got to get this shit done. And you like try to stimulate your brain to like get work done. You'll be in it longer. So you have to sleep. You have to do nothing and sleep and just get over it. It's terrible. Do you wake up like so refreshed like you could run like no, a marathon? That's the no. worst part. You wake up and you're more miserable. In, your insomnia sets off. So like I'll have it and then I'll be like two-ish, two and a half days of like pure awakeness. Like no sleeping at all. That is wild. But you're exhausted. It's not comfortable. People are always like, oh, I wish I had that. I no, wish I, I could do that. I no, that you all. definitely don't wish you had it. It's nuts. I went to a convention. I, I This is so rare, right? I was like one of two people ever diagnosed in the state of Michigan. I thought I'd never meet another person who had this. And then I randomly found a Facebook group where people from all over the world who had this had like been in this Facebook group. So we were like, am I boring you? <laughs> I was stretching my jaw. I so I like connected with all these people and it was crazy and I became like friends with some of them and like that we'll like but talk you to each other when we're in months. different Yeah, no, for real. We'll talk to each other when we're in episodes. We'll like call each other for advice or like to exchange symptoms and stuff. And then I would got asked to speak at the national conference for Klein's Love and Syndrome a few years ago. That was wild. With like half the audience sleeping. No, it was a lot of family members though. And there was a lot of doctors there who were like, they like took our blood and like did all these research studies on us. So what's the cause of it or whatever? So they don't really know the cause, but they do know that you grow out of it like over long periods of time. So it starts around like the onset of puberty and it's like heavy. And then you just like grow. Like I used to get it monthly. Now it's how long, how long have you been getting? Like how old were you when you first got it? I think 15 or 16. And what did mama Fran think? They took me to like all sorts of doctors to try to, yeah, they were like, they took me to like psychiatrists and neurologists and, pediatricians like all sorts of doctors and nobody could figure it out and then one day my mom and dad were watching tv and they just happened to be watching mystery diagnosis on the discovery channel and it was an episode about klein's love and syndrome and this girl in the episode had every single symptom that i had and they were like holy shit that's wild they jotted down like the episode name and number and they went to my doctor and they were like, we think he has this. And my doctor was like, I don't know much about this, but let's send him to this neurologist. And she didn't know much about it, but she's like, I absolutely think he has this. And then they sent me to a sleep study specialist to get my diagnosis. And they were like, okay, in order to give him an official diagnosis, we have to do one more test on him, but he has to be in an episode. I went a year and a half without an episode. So I went into the episode and my dad drove me back to the hospital right away. And the doctors were all gone. They all went somewhere else. (laughs) Nobody even knew who I was. They had no record of this or anything. It was so sad and so scary. And then eventually we got hooked up with a doctor who had diagnosed it before. And I got my diagnosis. It was great. I was like 22 and I got officially diagnosed. And there's, they don't give you medicine or anything, right? Nothing. I mean, what medicine? They tried to give me lithium at one point, which we were like, hell no. I don't. What lithium's that? I know Nirvana sings about it. 
real it's like real friggin' serious so like mess yeah, with right. your body and shit. My other yeah, thing too right. is like, dude, without a diagnosis, it is so hard to get any sort of like accommodation or help with anything. Cause everyone just looks at you like you're fucking crazy. Well, because you're like, so yeah, I just sad. sleep for a month. And like, okay, oh, I, I literally tried to handle this at college by myself because I was trying to be like very independent. I was trying to explain this to the health department. Like I have this disorder. I'm not officially diagnosed yet. And they were like, oh yeah, you're just going to sleep through your exams. Nope. So like went years until they gave me help. It was nuts. Crazy. It was nuts, man. Yeah. Nuts. That's, I never even heard of that in my life. Uh-huh. Klein's Levin syndrome. Interesting. Yep. Well, there's a little bit about me. Should yeah. we cut to a commercial before we get to some more shit? <laughs> yeah, because I we didn't even get to. All right. Yeah, commercial. All right. What were you gonna say? We didn't get to what? No, no, no. I was gonna say we didn't even start talking about the stuff we were supposed to talk about. <laughs> we had so much usual. we were gonna talk about. There's a um, couple other things we wanted to talk wait, about. So before we talk about anything, because we're not, we're at a commercial now, right? Yeah. No, no, before, we're back from the commercial. Yeah, yeah, we're back from the commercial. So I was saying, <laughs> before we talk about it, we do want to say thank you guys. Because like lately on the podcast, on Instagram, on YouTube, like you guys have been blowing it up and it's been great and we just love it and we appreciate you guys. And like the back and forth has been great. And I know like two weeks ago, we had an episode where I said the word Mario. No, you said Mario. I said Mario and a lot of you, a lot of speech teachers have been reaching out to me thinking that I am, that I have a speech impediment. I'm just, it's called from being from Brooklyn and a lot of us in the Northeast have it, but a lot of people have been sending me request words to say. So I just want to go over some of them with you right now, Joe. Okay. So the first word, a, a lot of them wanted to hear me say coffee. Classic. I've heard you say which, it a million times. Yeah. Which, but but it's, it's, it's a redundant one for me. Coffee, water, you know, all those ones. Those are just the naturals. Mm-hmm. This one was a good <laughs> one though, because I couldn't say it. And then I was like, holy shit, they're right. I can't say this word. And she said, my husband's from Brooklyn and he says it and my whole family makes fun of him. And spell the word, the word I am, I'm going to spell it D-R-A-W-E-R. Oh yeah. We were texting about this. Drawer. Draw. 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 Put my clothes in the drawer. In the drawer. Yeah. You're not going to put them in the drawer. Yes, you are going to put them in the drawer. The drawer. How do you say it? Drawer. Drawer. The drawer. Draw. Draw. Put them in the drawer. Just put them in the drawer. That's what you do. I don't know. I don't know about this drawer, whatever. <laughs> the drawer. The drawer. Drawer. <laughs> in the drawer. The drawer. The drawer. What are you saying again? Drawer. Drawer. But why do we have to squint when we say it? Drawer. <laughs> drawer. It's I, like so aggressive for no reason. Can I make a request? Yeah. O-R-A-N-G-E. Oregano. Wait, spell it again. I got to write it down. What is it? Oh, orange. O-R-A. It doesn't even have that many letters. And you said orange? oregano. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Orange. Yeah, but a lot of people in the Northeast say orange. Orange. No, that's like Boston. Orange. orange. Let's make, no, dude, it's... we're going to have a friggin' field day when it's you, me, and Jimmy together. Yeah. That we're is just gonna three film very distinct saying, accents. We should just have us say words. We'll just put words up on a screen. And now, do you call... think I have an accent? Of course. How really? Do you say, this is another word people wanted to hear us say. O-R-E-G-O-N. Oregano. <laughs> O-R-E-G-O-N. Oregon. Oh, but I learned this when I moved to Seattle. How do you say it? My whole life, I said Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, that's what they say, Oregon. The Oregon, no, Oregon, Oregon, the Oregon Trail. I always said Oregon too, but then I moved here and people were like, it's Oregon? I'm like, okay. Yeah, someone said, they're like, oh, say Oregon. I was like, Oregon? Yeah, a lot of people just slur the hell out of it and say it sounds like O-R-G-A-N, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, the Oregon Oregon. Trail. I survived the Oregon Trail. I survived the Oregon Trail. Did you I, play the Oregon Trail when you were young? Sure did. The real OG version where it looks like it's yeah. basically on Atari. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. And like you put all your family members in and they'd have to die of dysentery right. or whatever. Dys- like, I got shit. dysentery. One time I got chlamydia on the Oregon Trail. I had no idea what it was. I was like, what is this? I was just floating across those 
rapid, <laughs> taking my chances. So Joe, you recently did a contemporary dance class. Oh school. my God. Thank God you remembered to ask me. You told me, me to remember. I, told, and I, I would have forgotten. And I remembered for you. I, oh dude, I was so glad you did. So just so you guys know, this is how it works between Joe and I. We, we talk ran- every single day. And <laughs> but we just something. randomly text each other things and say, don't forget, insert thing here. <laughs> and we usually don't get to them because we forget but, we talk forever. But, but Joe wrote this like nine times to me. So I felt like it was important that I even put it in my notes. I put it on my index card notes. I put it in my phone notes. Here's the, here's. He, he wrote is, it on Instagram and on a, a text message. To I was not in the shower this. thinking of it. And as soon as I got out, I texted you again. Cause I was like, I'm going to forget. I'm going to yeah, forget. So I and wrote I had, it in multiple spots. I do that too. And I still forget. So I'm so glad you wrote it in multiple spots too. Listen, do you know anything about contemporary dance? I don't know anything about dance, period. It's contemporary where the music plays and they just, well, I guess that's dance. Let me just, I know, I don't, I, is it where, I don't know. I got nothing. I didn't have a goddamn clue either. Listen, so my friend is dating this guy who's, in, who's a dancer, right? And I never really like knew what kind or whatever. Turns out he's a con. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Keep in mind, I just, I've been talking for two straight hours here. Guess we're talking for two straight hours and we always record like at night after bedtime. So it's 10 o'clock at night here. Yawning. It's 10 o'clock <laughs> at night, my time. We got to after- do like a Gasper yawning challenge. <laughs> okay, listen. So he calls me out of the blue and he's like, do you want to go to his thing with me? Like, and I'm like, oh, is it a recital? Like I have no <laughs> idea. Recital. Dude, I have no idea. Not a clue. Okay. And I can sense that he doesn't like my friend doesn't want to go alone. So I'm like, yeah, like I told Morgan, I'm like, I'm going to like pull through for a friend and I'm going to go with him. Right. We get to this and it is, he starts telling me it's contemporary dance. And I'm like, what's contemporary dance? He's like, well, it's really more like what is contemporary dance is not. I'm like, oh, I already stop. hate it. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm like, stop right there. This is nice. Like, you know, contemporary dance is made to like push the boundaries of what is and what is not dance and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like they're all going to be naked and people are just going to be throwing chickens, right? Yeah, like just like wild, right? So the whole thing, Gasper, starts and two of the dancers just start walking around the lobby while we're like getting drinks and stuff. And they were talking to each other at the same time. So they were like saying the same sentence, but real slow. So they would say the same thing and they would like talk to you and then like talk to the bartender. And they were just walking around like double talking twins, right? Were they ran- Was it like scripted talk or were they no. reacting to things in the room, but they were doing anything the same time? saying hello to people. And then people would say hello back and they'd have a conversation and they were like in a suit. Right. That's kind of cool. So then they go on stage and these people in all black morph suits show up <laughs> and start taking their suits off. But underneath their suits were more suits. <laughs> <laughs> They just keep taking off more suits. And I'm like, what is this? And then pretty much they strip the people down, right? And it's just people in these black morph suits running all over the place. Then next thing you know, there's no music, Gasper. They're just dancing to sounds. Sometimes no, no sound. It's just dancing. And they're dancing to like breath and breathing. Like, it But was, were they like... Exp- uh, okay, go ahead. I don't. I don't even have a question. I'm just. I don't. Confused. I don't know what to say. It was very <laughs> good. They were very clearly talented at this, right? I don't have a goddamn clue what I'm watching. I'm still confused at what I saw. Would I go again? Absolutely. I so kind of want to go now. So there was like so much more stuff. There was three different pieces, and like in the last piece, there was so much talking. They would be like dancing, and then like giving a monologue like it was crazy but I, they don't so it's not just straight dance it's like a performance because what is interpretive dance and what is it not well it's right. like going to the moma you know it, like the metropolitan you know what that is weird. yeah it's just like a wall with a bb gun shot in it that's like a exhibit 
and a that's piece of art. wood. It's like, yes. oh, that's that's someone's art. I remember once I went, there was a fish tank with three basketballs in it. I was like, fucking, someone's making a million dollars with this. You're getting to the point. You're getting to the point, right? So then at the end of this whole thing, there's a question and answer with the cast. <laughs> and then I realize I'm around all these friggin' dance nuts all in the audience, right? They start talking about like how profound that was and how they loved the story and the message. I'm like, bitch, you saw a message in this. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to figure out what language it's in. And, <laughs> and then this one woman says, I looked up the website of this place and it says that they pride themselves on paying their dancers a living wage. So how much do you make? It was so uncomfortable but the dancers like stood up for themselves and like talked about that they they do get paid like well for a dancer, whatever that means. But then I started thinking, guess where we could invent some contemporary dance and people would be like, they're geniuses. But but the thing is, anything is contemporary dance anything. or art. So, yeah, I can't. But also, it's not. You so know, I came up with some 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 acts some. Right. So here's it is. Here's my couple. Okay. Let's do them. The first, we'll go mild to wild. The okay. first one is it's not a stage, it's just a white canvas. And in the corners of the stage are kiddie pools with the primary <laughs> colors. In now, I already like where this is going. I'm butt ass naked. Oh, and right. I well, go I like it all. and I like dip my butt in the blue and then I dance around and get blue and then I'm probably wearing like longer hair so I dip my head in the red and then I dance around and splash some red and then I'm just like rolling around dancing and then at the end this man comes out in a full tuxedo and auctions off the canvas that I'm not even kidding you would make a ton of money oh I'm a genius don't tell me because I'm not because number one, you are the paintbrush. I am so, a paintbrush. So that's people, the name of the piece. <laughs> I am a paintbrush. Joe Dombrowski, so I am a paintbrush. <laughs> so people right away would be like, wow, this guy, not only is he part of the art, he created art with the art. For us. For art. It would all, everything would end with the word art. <laughs> so I got like, one more. This one's even better. Okay. You know, also, you know what you should have? The auctioneer should be on stilts. I just feel like it makes sense. Oh, 100%. With like maybe a tail or something too. Yeah. It's like just he's just like, a full raccoon, but he's a person, <laughs> but he's dressed like a raccoon. And here comes our raccoon You just auctioneer. see the raccoon tail coming out. Yes. And he pushes it back in because he doesn't want everybody to know he's a raccoon. Yes. And every so once like, in a while, he's like, one dollar, two dollar. Oh, excuse me. It's a quick nut. It's just and like it's, it's like not. it makes people wonder like what was the purpose of the raccoon because but, we're all just a bunch of trash pandas that's the message behind that okay. all looking for a nut my second one's even better okay I mean it doesn't get better than that but go ahead there's about seven dancers in a circle okay and they're about 15 to 20 feet apart. So you can very easily see in between them. There's big gaps in between them, right? And in the middle of that circle is a crib with one baby who's like one years old because the baby can walk. And for one hour, the dancers are just doing the moves of the baby. <laughs> but <laughs> is Okay, there's flaws with this one, though. Why? Is it child protective laws? Flaws? Yes. Well, aside from that, babies aren't always entertaining. The baby could literally just scream that's, for one straight hour. I know. That's the beauty of it. The but message is that like life that. is different every day. You might even buy a ticket twice in one week and see but how people different people might it was. hate the fact that the baby just cried. What if the baby slept? Did I just watch 15 people in a circle sleep? But that's okay. contemporary dance. Right, because that's the thing. That just goes to show you, right? Life's at least like a box you of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. At least you and the paintbrush, I'm like, wow, this is funny. You know, like it's entertaining. Like, you know who Michael Carbonaro is? He, the carb. Excuse me. I'm obsessed. I saw him live. Dude, I've wanted to see him live for so long. Ser honest to God, I have to be dead honest with you. I have not laughed at a TV show harder 
than the really? times I've laughed at the carbonara effect. So he he does like a stand-up routine with magic on yeah. his live show is uh-huh. him doing it. But his final act is a contemporary. Is it good? Did you like it? I, I laughed the whole time. Melissa's oh a big God. fan of him. Me so too. we went. And, I, you know, I mean, it was cute. Like, you know, some of it was like very magic-y and you were like, okay, we're at a magic show. But he's funny throughout. And like, he Love like rant, rags on the audience. Like he's a stand-up. Yeah. He does magic. And, but anyway, his final act, he does like contemporary dance essentially. And it's, he comes out and puts shaving cream all over his body. He's just completely covered in shaving cream. And he puts like a spotlight under him and he projects it onto the wall, his shadow. And he makes the shaving cream into like a devil. And then he makes the shaving cream into like Pinocchio. And he tells a story through the shadow with shaving cream. And it's and weird but really interesting He's and that's so kind of creative. what that reminded me of like it's bizarre like you're just <laughs> yes, like sir. what the fuck i've never did you see the episode where he had a garage sale i don't i don't watch it i'm not oh gonna, my I don't god really watch it. i have to find this episode for you there's this episode where he had a garage sale and there is a there's pigeons for sale right and he tells people that the they're real pigeons by the way but he convinces people that they're actually robot animatronics and that you can control them by this remote control. (laughs) And he's like, you'll like give the remote to people and like watch them think that they're controlling the pigeons. And then he like (laughs) randomly lets the pigeons free. And you see the people with their control be like, like they're controlling it. He's like, bring them back. And he's like, they're like, oh, I can't, like they can't do it. It's so funny. He's funny. He's very funny, but. Very funny. So I have, I have a story for you, which I think you'll appreciate. Okay. Wait, so, but yeah, so the baby one though, I'm more of a fan of the paintbrush. I'm not going to lie. Really? But I do see the merit and the value in being able to come back multiple times because you're like, what's that baby going to do? We could, we could do, we could combine both and have the paint set but just release like four babies and just let them be the paintbrushes just let them be the paintbrushes but that's from a parent perspective i'm just thinking about the cleanup and it sucks well i gotta clean myself up if it's gonna be me you're an adult oh yeah (laughs) it's very easy for you to jump in a shower when Lucy gets paint on her, it takes an hour to get it off of her. Ay, 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 ay. So I, so I told you I went to China. It just reminded me of something you said. So as per usual, we're not on topic at all. I, I told you I went to China, right? Did I tell you this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I went to China for school. So when I was in China, the clothes were so cheap, right? So we were buying clothes like crazy. So I bought this suit in China. It was 500 Chinese dollars, 500 kwai, which was 75 American dollars. It's the dumbest suit you can imagine. If I was smart, I would have bought a better suit. I bought a black and white pinstriped mafia suit looking thing. And when you opened it up, it was red silk inseams and it was super comfortable, but it made no sense. And I spent $75 on it, but it was a great suit. So I get to the, so wait, wait, now I bought all these clothes. I couldn't fit them in my luggage when we were trying to go home and neither could my friend. So he bought all this clothes, this guy I met, he bought a suit. We're both in these suits plus all these other clothes. We couldn't fit them in the luggage. So we, I was like, oh dude, we'll just wear them on the plane. So we layered up, like I had the suit on that fit perfect. Plus like a, a shirt, plus a sweatshirt, plus a jacket, all these layers, right? My friend is wearing the same exact thing. So now he gets to the, thing. I walk right through security. They don't stop me. He gets through. They go, sir, please take off your jacket. So he unzips it and he's got another jacket on. So they're like, sir, like, what are you doing? Take it off. He's got a hoodie on. Take it off. He's got a t-shirt on. Take it off. He has a full three-piece suit, like six layers deep. And these like Chinese security guards were like, get the fuck back here. They made him take off all his clothes. Cause like rightfully so, like, why do you have a suit on as you're right. under? You're, you're, undergarments are suit a right. full suit so we i was like literally peeing myself because like it was the funniest thing i ever watched he goes through all of this he has to explain <laughs> but he can't because it's china everything's in chinese they have to get a translate finally he puts everything back on he gets on the plane he sits and his suit rips as soon no. as he sits you just hear 
it tore because the way he had to put it on, he was rushing. <laughs> so he had to sit on the plane in all these layers with a ripped suit. And like, we got home. We, I don't think I ever, I left for 16 straight hours on the plane. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because like, at that point too, you're just like so over it and so. And sad, like I was happy. just in as many layers, and it was just like annoying for me. But watching him have to take it off and the guards' faces of like, "What the fuck is happening, sir?" Luckily, he like, didn't go to like prison or something. Yeah, that happened to people over there, but that's a whole nother story. Anyway, I do want to also double down on what you said earlier too, and say thank you to the fans. They have been tagging us and so much shit on instagram and it's cool to like see what parts they think are funny because we're just talking yeah like when you guys say like hey it was really funny when you guys said this we have no recollection of even having that conversation we don't because we we got like four weeks in the bank but not so. even that but like i don't even know how like our notes have so far we have not the episode's over in 15 minutes and we haven't even started talking about what our plan was to talk about well let's so, get into it so we had told you guys we were going to talk about scams today and here we are scamming so, it up that's what we did so gasper and i we love a good conspiracy theory we love a good scam we love a good cult we love a good documentary about some cult obscure sure. shit cult for sure we could do a whole friggin I do. Is there any? Are there any cult podcasts with dude hosts? I don't know. Because we could. I don't listen to podcasts. Do a, <laughs> I don't watch TV. I don't watch. You movies. listen to your own podcast for job security, ass. But that's it. But that's. I don't listen to anything else. Anyway, everybody, we love it. So this week, we, I like text Gasper and I was like, "Yo, let's do scams. Find some good scams and like well, let's talk about it." I found a really good one that I don't know if you're going to be familiar with or not. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. So I was watching, I don't remember if it was 2020 or what it was, but there's this guy out there. And what he does is he goes, I think he lives in Florida or Texas or something like that. And he goes on Google Maps and he'll zoom in on hotels from all over the world. And he zooms in on the hotel pool, right? And if the hotel pool doesn't have a handicap accessible chair lift, he sues the hotel and makes like $100,000 a pop, right? And gets paid off of every single one. Get this. The guy has absolutely zero disability at all. And as far as they know, doesn't have like anybody in his life who is suffering from a disability either. He is out. He's out yeah. there telling people that he is like a, a vigilante for like people's rights and stuff like that. No, it's not. You turned this into a full on career and are profiting on it for yourself because you found the loophole. I, that's crazy. Number one. I mean, yeah. just the fact that we have Google Maps to the point where you can like zoom in on someone's pool is wild. I know. Um, wow. That's. That's a real, I mean, but you know, what's so sad is like, that's someone who's like taking advantage of handicaps. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not that he's taking advantage because I guess in a sick, twisted way, he is a vigilante because he's like, Hey, yeah. you don't have a handicap pool. So technically he is doing right by them, yeah. but he's really just doing it for his own good because doing right by them would be, you know, advocating for these people who are in these situations to fight for themselves. Not you're the vigilante who's reaping hundred thousand dollar paychecks like that's bullshit you know over what I and mean? over and over again and so, they everybody who he works with like his lawyers and stuff who are on his team apparently he wins like every single time and all of them they're so are there i think they're genuinely i think they've lied to themselves enough times where they are convinced that what they're doing is like for the greater good well that's the thing like when you're scamming that deep like you know do you genuinely start believing like what you're doing like you know like do you you know like do you think that he really is like i'm helping people here or do you think he's like i'm no, living it have you ever had a student who lied to themselves about something they lied so passionately that like they genuinely believed that their lie was the truth oh yeah of course. yeah me too i when i was watching this that was the student that i saw yeah no i i i i, I mean listen there's sick people in this world and that's I, I I don't even like it, it's just crazy to me that like you can even do that like it's, that 
it's that you such, can do that. Like you it's can so sue. annoying. It's so annoying to me too, because like you're not only Being taking advantage. Yeah. You like, you totally found a loophole and then these build these establishments, these hotels were even, some of them were like, they're, a lot of them aren't like huge, like Marriott's and stuff. Yeah. They're like little like mom and pop hotels in like middle of nowhere. And they're like, they're straight up saying they're like, we have never had a handicapped person just come through these parts and like need it. And they openly said, they go, if anybody ever gave us a heads up, we would have installed it. If anybody yeah. told us this was against the law, or anything like that, we would have put it in. But now we have to like close our life. Establishment, yeah. Right, and and we have no career anymore because this happened to us. And they're like, we were, we did not have a handicap accessible pool because we're assholes. We genuinely didn't know. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, that's one of those where it's just like, you're a dick to be a dick. Like, you it know totally, what I mean? Like yeah. you, you found a... I, I'm trying to think because like, I know there's like other situations like that, like yeah. where, you know, I oh, mean, I know, a, I know a big one. What? I always felt weird about, the, where'd you go to college, by the way? Where'd you go to undergrad? Community college. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, no way. Okay. So I went yeah. to central Michigan. So I went to college in the middle of a cornfield. No, I went to like a college in the city, but community college. Okay. So it wasn't a community college, but I did go to, they have an extremely different experience than you where I went to college in the middle of a fucking cornfield. Okay. Yeah. Like I was in like a North New York. I was in Staten Island. Right. Okay. So everybody, mostly everybody that I went to school with were give bridge cards. What is that? But essentially food stamps. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was crazy to me that all of these students friends of mine were getting these bridge cards and they were loaded up with money. Right. So they're college kids and they're eating like they're going to, they're like, Oh, well I got to use it. So they're buying like lobster tail and like, <laughs> like filet, just like really good, crazy food. And I'm over here like, this is bullshit because your parents pay for everything. And they should also be giving you a little bit more money for your food too. Like, and also on top of that, like you are from this life where you could just get a job on campus and work. You could work in the food court and eat there for free. But instead you're getting like bridge cards and just eating and getting, and they were only going for like good, good food. I'm like, that's so sad to me because some people like genuinely need, need that it. program. Yeah. I mean, the, a big thing in New York City is a lot of people take like food stamps and WIC and all those things, you know, like WIC. Is, I don't know what WIC is. WIC is like women, infants and children. So it's like you could buy like formula, you could buy um, babies, you know, necessities, food. And it's for women, mainly yeah, for women. You know, yeah. And but a lot of people take like food stamps and stuff like that. And like a lot of delis or bodegas yeah. will just take them. And you could ring it up as they're buying anything, but people buy beer with it. People buy cigarettes with it. Cause it's not hard. You just ring up that they bought co-cuts and yeah. you, you give them beer. So like, you'll see people in stores like buying stuff with that. And you're like, come on, man. Like, you know, like people need this, but I know, I mean, and that's a scam in itself. I mean, that is a scam in reality because you're just scamming the system into giving you money and then spending it on beer or whatever. It's so wild. But then you have, and then at like the exact opposite end of that, you have like people who just figure out how to do their taxes differently. who are yeah. making millions. It's like yeah. crazy. But all, and, and what sucks is then you have people who really need it and don't fill it out properly and don't get it. <laughs> so it's like, dude, I system- gotta tell you something. This has been bothering me all week. Does it not blow your mind that teachers and nurses have to pay out of pocket for their certification to be able to do the job that they need to do to make the money to live their life. Like you have yeah, to pay for your certificate. Yeah. But I, I mean, doesn't every job though, you have to like, if you're an accountant, you got to pay for college and you got to yeah, pay, but you if pay you're for, a lawyer, you got to pay for your exam. You know what I mean? The only difference, the only difference they is make that, more like, money. Well, the, yeah, they make more money and the product is like people not just, money and the other thing that i keep thinking about too is it's like you like 
it's so hard to like be a teacher and stuff like that too, you know? But I get paying for your school. I get paying to have to take the test, but like actually paying every couple years just to have well, the certificate. That's ridiculous. Like that's the fact what I'm talking that we have about. to renew. Yes. Okay. I get it. I, the fact just that we have to pay. renew our certificate and they're just like, hey, 150 bucks, like to for us to reissue a piece they, of to paper. To have this piece of paper. For what? Like, it's what crazy. Are why are we bad? Yeah, no, that I agree with like you. The yeah, like the testing and everything for once, sure. But like once you're a law, like once you're whatever other jobs, you're an accountant, you're just an accountant. Like you don't uh, have to retest to get become an accountant. Do like, we why know do that? We, I don't know. Let's just assume that they don't and it's just teachers and our life Let's, sucks. What so did you did you research any scams? Dude, my dog's got all sorts of fucked up shit all over his body. Oh poor guy. So, I do have a few things. So number one, but we're not going to get to all of them, but these were just, these are quick recap ones. We never even talked about because it kind of was before we did the podcast, but the Anna Delvey thing, just as a whole phenomenal story. Great, great show. But you know, we can't even really get into that because that's a whole episode in itself. But if the, I don't know if you saw the dropout did you oh, see the absolutely. Dro- oh, Are you, you watched it? Me? Yeah, okay. dude. So, so good. For those of you who don't know, this woman created a machine called Theranos. You might know her, Elizabeth Holmes. She's Elizabeth like Holmes. infamous, very she important. Cr- created a machine that supposedly it's crazy because a lot of people don't know this story. I didn't know it till the dropout. I was like, how I didn't either. This? And she created a store a machine, let's just call it, but like picture like <laughs> you know, a box, a copy machine, yeah, a copy machine where you get your blood pricked. You prick a little finger of blood, you stick it onto a cartridge. They stick it into this copy machine, bullshit, fake machine. And it reads your blood and tells you everything that is wrong with you, your blood, your what's low, what's high. If you have cancer, if you have this, if you have that, and then they will give you medicine basically on the spot to cure your whatever ailments. So the the problem was the machine was fake. It never worked. And she got companies, and I'm not talking like rinky-dinky companies. She got CVS, Walgreens. She got massive companies to invest billions of dollars into her by pitting them against each other and basically saying, hey, even though the machine's not ready yet, it's going to be ready real soon. And CVS wants it. So Walgreens is like, whoa, 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 don't leave. We could, all right, we'll make an offer, even though there was no machine. So basically she sold a bridge before it was built. 100%. And the machine never got built. Never it never worked. came to fruition. It never worked. They falsified. Well, the results, yeah. They falsified the results. So they just straight up lied to people and said like, hey, we put it in the machine and it says you have diabetes. Crazy. <laughs> like part, you didn't. Put- they put the machine, you guys, in actual Walgreens. Walgreens. In and it Arizona. became a wellness center. And yep. like they went and fake took samples from cancer patients and just straight up falsified everything about it. And they were like, yep, we did it on these cancer patients. Here's what happened. But it was not real. None of it was real. Then they had a machine that kind of could do it, but another company made it and they just ripped their logo off and stuck their logo on top and we're like hey it's our machine the whole thing was insane and if you could watch it i think it was on hulu it yep. was called the dropout it will blow your mind that blow this your woman mind. like we were on the edge of our seats week after week watching it like no fucking way no 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 like cuz that's really yep what it is but yeah so that was my favorite one the dropout even though it's it's not like underground and but it's just two things to tell you that I took away from that one. One, if you tell people that you are something that you are not, they will believe you. Like I told and I gotta I gotta tell you what, Gasper. A big part of how I got to where I am in comedy right now was just fucking bullshitting and being like, I'm famous, you don't know it yet watch me do my thing just so I could get in front of really big audiences. And here's the crazy part is just like Elizabeth Holmes. I knew I could do it, but like I had to kind of like get there a little bit. So I was just like, yeah, yeah I'm like, I got all this shit. And I'm like, let me get on stage. Like, see what's up. And the people are like, Oh, okay, this guy. And I was like, Oh fuck. Thank God. Thank God. I actually had the, you know, 45 well, minutes and, to go with it. And that's the thing. Like when you look at Elizabeth Holmes, 
what she did was not really a crime, but what, which is the craziest part. What she did because she never like she just said, "Hey, the machine will be ready soon. Give me a billion dollars, and I'll make it happen." And she couldn't make it happen. It's exactly what you just said. I mean, it's you saying, "Hey, I have an hour's worth of material to get on stage," but you didn't really have it yet, and you made it up. By the time you were supposed to get on stage, you had it. She, her anticipation was that she would have it by the time it got to Walgreens. She just didn't. And why she got in trouble is because she lied about oh, she right. lied about the results. That was, yep. I think, the big because like she, you know shit. she did like science lies. Like you yeah. were having only science. ten minutes after science saying lies. you have forty five <laughs> minutes doesn't impact people's lives. She did it's science she, lies. Science-wise, I think that's the thing. The other thing that I took away from that is that I do a really good Elizabeth Holmes impression. Yes, so let me hear it because she has quite the voice. So ask me like a like a deeper science type question. It can be some bullshit, but anyway. So Elizabeth, when you're mixing the different types of blood, <laughs> when Elizabeth, your face already. Elizabeth, when you're mixing the different types of blood, how do we distinguish red blood cells from white blood cells? Well, we at Theranos believe that everything that we do is for a reason. And if you believe in something hard enough, that reason has no choice but to resurrect itself. And in the theory of blood, particularly with red blood cells, it is something that we're very passionate about here. And we're very proud to be Theranos. Thank you. Isn't it good? That's phenomenal. You are actually, because she just Dude. spun every question. Walgreens like, when will it be in our fucking store? And she's like, when will it not be? <laughs> and they're like, holy shit. That's Theranos, a great answer. Theranos is technically nothing more than a theater where the art is contemporary dance. <laughs> and everyone is a paintbrush. <laughs> And we're all in a pool and there's a baby crying in the middle. The production is called Theranos because it's a cross between therapy and diagnosis. Is that Dude. what it was for? Yeah, that was what the name was. Therapy <laughs> no, and I diagnosis. Didn't, I didn't know. That's that why was. they named it Theranos. That was a great name. I like all right, guys, we Let's are. Start. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean. You guys, listen to what this one I'm trying to do. Don't forget, I'm on the road right now. Come see Gasper and I this weekend in Providence. Come to all my other shows, MrDTimes3.com. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, Gasper will have set himself up with a website so you can get tickets to his upcoming shows too. We'll see. And post about us. We love hearing from you guys on your Instagram stories. So keep it coming. We love you so much. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.